Hey, it's Craig. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Canadian History X early and ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Canadian History X. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can for as little as $3 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash CanadaEHX. You can also donate to the podcast by going to CanadaEHX.com and clicking donate. And don't forget, I have several other podcasts out there. From John to Justin, Pucks and Cups, Canada's Great War, and Coast to Coast. I write all of these podcasts, I research them, I edit them, everything. And every dollar you give helps keep it all going. And I truly do appreciate it. And I'll make sure I thank you on the air and throughout my social media. I'd also like to say thank you to Declan, who sent me a very nice email saying he enjoys the shows. And stuff like that really makes my day. Thank you. If you like, you can email me. Just email craig at canadaehx.com. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is Craig Baird, C-R-A-I-G-B-A-I-R-D. And I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Bairdo37. On TikTok, I put up daily videos all about Canada's history. And you can find my YouTube channel where I put up weekly videos about Canada's history. Just go to youtube.com slash c slash CanadianHistoryX. Now today's episode is going to have a bit of French in it, and I've been doing very well on my French. I've been learning it for the past year and a half, and I think I'm starting to get good. But if I mispronounce anything, I'm going to blame it on my Alberta accent. So let's begin. It is the most famous winter carnival in Canada and quite possibly the world. It's also the biggest winter carnival in the Western Hemisphere, and even if you haven't ever attended, you know all about the Quebec Winter Carnival. It also happens to be the third, sometimes fourth, largest festival in the world after Carnival in Rio de Janeiro and Mardi Gras in New Orleans. The idea for the carnival was born in 1893 when a group of businessmen and the Premier of Quebec wanted to find a way to promote Quebec culture and also brighten up the dark days of winter. The man behind the idea was Frank Carell, who was the owner of the Quebec Daily Telegraph. By November of 1893, it looked as though things were moving towards having a carnival if enough money could be raised for it. At first, it was believed that $8,000 would be needed for the carnival, but this was deemed insufficient by November. Several high-profile businessmen, including the vice president of the Canadian Pacific Railway, as well as the mayor of Quebec City, were all on board with the carnival, and the first carnival would be planned for January 15th, January 29th, but that would change as the date neared. The governor-general would consent to act as a patron of the carnival as well. The Montreal Gazette would report on November 11th, 1893, quote, Lord Aberdeen's acceptance of the patronage of the Quebec Winter Carnival will encourage the gentlemen who have taken up the work of carrying the scheme through, end quote. 
The first Quebec Winter Carnival would be held from January 29th to February 3rd, 1894. At that first carnival, an ice palace was constructed in front of the legislature and the streets were decorated with ice sculptures and arches. The festival also featured a masquerade on ice, a canoe race on the frozen St. Lawrence, and a parade. In attendance would be Lord Aberdeen, the Governor General of Canada, and his wife, Lady Aberdeen. After the carnival was finished, the Winter Carnival Committee was able to return $945 to the city thanks to a surplus. It would be another two years before another carnival was held. The Montreal Gazette would report on this new carnival, quote, The Winter Carnival will eclipse anything of the kind ever held in Canada. No expense will be spared to make it a success, end quote. As before, Lord and Lady Aberdeen would both attend and an ice sculpture would be built. The Montreal Star reported, quote, the principal ice structure will be erected on the walls facing the Parliament buildings and at the same spot as the Ice Palace of 1894. But instead of the palace, the committee decided this year to build a spiral tower 130 feet high. End quote. In all, over 2,000 blocks would be used to build the structure. For its first half century, the carnival was held only on an intermittent basis. The carnival tended to be smaller as well during those years, and it was not held at all during the First World War. And then when the Great Depression hit, the carnival was stopped altogether and would not pick up again until the 1950s. In late October 1954, the suggestion was made to bring back the Winter Carnival on an annual basis, and Quebec City got down to work to make it happen. Louis Père, the director of the Municipal Tours Bureau, would state that they planned to spend $4,000 on an ice sculpture for the event. He would then state, quote, We merely mentioned this publicly, and the next thing we knew, statues were being erected all over the place. I really think we uncovered a lot of hidden talent. I'm sure there must be 1,000 statues around town. End quote. An ice palace would be built as high as St. John's Gate in the city, and the Montreal Gazette would write, quote, The monument will surpass in splendor the ice palaces which made Quebec famous during the carnival days of the early 1900s. A flood of lights will be played on the transparent structure, giving the old square a gay air. End quote. The Carnival Committee would invite the Chicago Blackhawks to shift their January 23rd NHL game against Montreal to Quebec City. Unfortunately, this would not happen. In 1955, the Quebec Winter Carnival became an annual event, and it was that same year that Bonhomme, the symbol of the Winter Carnival, made his first appearance. Bonhomme is the official ambassador of the festival and is said to be the castle lord of the Ice Palace, who is 7 feet tall and weighs 400 pounds. His outfit, which includes a red cap, black buttons, and a censure fleche, are in honor of a traditional French-Canadian and Métis clothing. Bonhomme would also become a symbol of Quebec, and in 1994, his likeness was featured on a Canada Post stamp. I am Bonhomme Carnaval, the spirit of the Quebec Winter Festival of fun and frolic. So come along, and we'll show you bottom of the hill, which leads to the historic Quebec Citadel. A crowd of thousands gathered to witness the arrival of Bonhomme Carnival, and the crowd is asking for Bonhomme to appear. And here he is, appearing at the top of St. Louis Gate, and he is now coming down the steps of the gate to come and speak to the crowd. My dear citizens of the merry region of Quebec, my ministers, 
have announced a program that you shall have to follow, and I command you to obey. In the meantime, start celebrating this travel in a gay spirit. Let your worry and let your heart sing. This is my first and only command. See you soon, friends. Long live, lad. The Jolly Snowman is known as Bonhomme Carnival. He's the official greeter and host for all activities at Quebec City's Carnival. Bonhomme is put into an elaborate plastic suit. His head is in a helmet bigger even than that worn by the astronauts. He looks like a combined Santa Claus, astronaut, and mythical snowman. Inside his huge helmet is a microphone hidden from the carnival crowds. When he speaks, his voice booms. Poor fellow, he must be miserably uncomfortable in that suit. After greeting scads of people and moving in and out of doors and walking and talking, he's usually wringing wet. He can last indoors about 20 minutes. And worse than that, he can't eat or drink while he's in that snowsuit. He has to remove it to drink. Poor old Bonhomme Carnaval misses a lot of the fun at the Carnaval de Quebec. The jolly snowman is everywhere. He goes to the grand costume ball at Le Chateau. He's there when the queen is crowned. He starts the peewee hockey tournament. He's on the ice when the international bonspiel starts. He's at the dog derby, the chess tournament, film festivals, popular dances, folk festivals, parades, and even opera. Inside that bulky, heavy snowsuit with the rigid plastic headpiece, he swelters. He loses pounds during each carnival. He gets thirsty, too. From January 28th to midnight, just before Ash Wednesday, February 10th, and the start of Lent, he never stops working. The others can tip their canes and toast the carnival, but poor Bonhomme cannot partake while on duty. If he wanted to sneak one, he'd have to take off his headpiece. Bonhomme does his last bit as master of ceremonies. He closes up the carnival because now the 40-day shadow of Lent is falling over Quebec. Off comes the headpiece. Now if someone unscrews the cane and offers him a sip, Bonhomme can speak like the rest of them and say, à la santé du carnaval. In his first carnival, Bonhomme was presented with the keys to the city by the mayor of Quebec City. Mayor Wilfred Amel would state that he gladly relinquished his authority to Bonhomme. In 1957, Bonhomme, in his role as mayor and king of the carnival, issued a proclamation that citizens with long faces would be punished with a prison term. Certain things from the past also returned, including the canoe races on ice, the ice palace, and the masquerade ball. At the ball, people dressed as Samuel de Champlain, Count Frontenac, Henry V, Henry VIII, and Marie Antoinette. The Montreal Gazette would report, quote, Quebecers turned out by the hundreds, and those who didn't attend the dance came to watch those who did. The costumes and the decorations were worth seeing. People either had the costumes made or obtained from a Montreal theatre costume house, which sent representatives to Quebec for two days to take orders. End quote. Throughout the city, people left up their outside Christmas trees and decorations, and some even changed their lights for white ones or added decorations. And the entire event would end with a $4,000 firework display and a huge parade through the city. The Montreal Gazette would report, quote, This year it has attracted wide attention in Quebec and in the rest of Canada, 
It is hoped that some of those who read about it this year will be part of it next year. End quote. The Duchesses of the Carnival were chosen for the first time in 1955, and from the Duchesses, a Carnival Queen was chosen. Bonhomme would lead a group of 25 torchbearers with the Queen at his side through the city, past crowds estimated to be 150,000 in size in Quebec's lower town. Well, we got four, uh, they call them anciennes, ancient queens in here. I don't think we can call them old queens, but we got former four queens. former queens <laughs> in to talk about their experiences back in the 50s. Uh, Definitive of things were much different then from how they are today. Here they are. Oh, it was a big deal. <laughs> it was very fun too, uh, but uh, most uh, very nice experience for all my life. Did you meet your, uh, your husband at the time? Uh, I knew him before the carnival. And uh, I don't think it was very nice for him and for me uh, at that time because uh, I was afraid to lose him. Why? There was too much uh, man around us. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice, very nice experience. But uh, for me, I was afraid of uh, to be a queen. I would like to be just a duchess, not a queen. And after, uh, it goes all right. But you were the queen. Yes. <laughs> <Was that? laughs> but you were carrying on a romance at the same time, weren't you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you better tell us about that. It was a beginning. <laughs> what about you, Gigi? What happened to you uh, during your uh, queenship? Oh, it was, uh, it was really something. I, I think uh, speaking about uh, human uh, feeling, you know, and well, first of all, I have to tell you, I was very, 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 very shy. And... Uh, I didn't want to uh, enter in mm -hmm. the contest, and uh, my sister just pushed me, you know, to get in. And uh, well, I was uh, the Duchess, and then I was the Queen. But that was for me, for the, the experience for me. When you are in the carnival, you meet the poor, the rich. To see uh, sometimes during one day all those kind of people, you know, and that's really something for your heart. I'm very, very sensitive and. Oof, sometimes, you know, it hurt me and sometimes I had, well, I had, we, had to we had to smile, you know. Every day was smile, 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 because, mm. you know, you remember, everybody remember that uh, we did see any kind of people and uh, sometimes that was good for like, them, you know, yeah. and that was good for us too, to see them smile. The tradition would last until 1996, and it would be criticized as something that didn't belong in the 1980s and 1990s. In 1975, Robert Favreau would reveal in a film called The Sun Was Out of Luck that the young women were expected to demonstrate made-to-measure behavior and had to spend hours molding themselves for the role. In 1994, two men would present themselves as dukes among the Duchess candidates, which caused an uproar. They were rejected after their interviews, but this started a debate in the media and would lead to the end to the Duchesses of the Carnival as part of the festival a few years later. Over the 42 years, 12,000 young women had applied to be duchesses, and part of the reason the duchess contest ended also was that it was not popular. In a survey done on behalf of the carnival, people were asked to name their favorite event, and the duchesses came in last. Less than 10% of respondents even mentioned it. That being said, in a phone-in survey, 65% of callers were against the decision to end the duchess contest, but many of the callers were ex-duchesses themselves or family and friends and the total number of callers was less than a thousand. The carnival would often be visited by local dignitaries and celebrities including Brooke Shields, Anne Murray, and several governors general, much as the Lord and Lady Aberdeen did during the early years of the festival. 
After the first annual carnival in 1955, there was optimism for the event after so many years without it, but also some who worried about what the festival would be in the future. Archbishop Maurice Waugh would state, quote, There is an effort to attract tourists to our midst to make commercial affairs prosper. This can be an excellent thing on condition that the city does not hide its Christian face behind a veil of paganism. We must not copy what in other cities may have caused amusements to degenerate into organized debauchery. End quote. This was in relation to the Queen and Duchesses of the Carnival. One Quebec City newspaper would write, quote, Some persons had to refuse certain invitations in order to not run the risk of being in the present of scandalously undressed women. End quote. The first two carnivals in 1955 and 1956 were done on an experimental basis, but they proved to be extremely successful. In 1956, the festival brought in $3 million to Quebec City, and hotels were booked for two months. As a result, in 1957, it was decided that the festival would be a permanent festival for the community. The Windsor Star would report, quote, The notable success of the first two years has been a great inspiration to them. Moreover, the Quebec people are so fond of the carnival, under the present circumstances, they would not tolerate being deprived of it. End quote. Had you any idea when, when you started your carnival that it would explode into what it's become now, that it would become the enormous... We planned it that it should, hmm? that it would, because when we first studied the first carnival, it was already planned to live 20 years in order to establish a tradition. And the businessmen, and me for one, devoted our time for many years. The first year we were there in full control. Although some other figures were in front, we were behind, uh, uh, trying to improve from the former one and finance it better and structure, have better structure. And it has improved very much since the first year into the way, uh, all kind of ways of finding the money, getting people to contribute and be happy to contribute without being taxed especially, and uh, get to have so many visitors to come so that uh, the businessmen would find out it was beneficial to do that. After five years, I think the first economic study that we asked Laval University to do, uh, to tell us if you, what was the carnival worth economically. I think it came out with four or five million values economically. It is a very uh, good social and business platform for whoever wants to produce himself in, the, in this city. Through the years, the Winter Carnival was a perfect place for the Prime Minister to raise their profile at a major event. In 1969, Pierre Trudeau, who had been Prime Minister for only a year at that point, would visit the carnival, but death threats would be called in on the new popular Prime Minister. One caller said they would be putting 25 bullets into his head. He would attend the masquerade ball and the reports that several federal, provincial and municipal police were also at the event, watching for anyone who wanted to do the Prime Minister harm. Provincial politicians like Ontario Premier Bill Davis visited the carnival in the 70s and 80s. And while the Queen has never been to the carnival, Princess Grace of Monaco has. She would attend the carnival in 1969. She would spend five days at the carnival and would attend many events, including a peewee hockey tournament and the costume ball. In 1979, when the Governor-General spoke at the carnival, he spoke a bit of English in the speech, earning boos from the crowd despite the fact that most of his speech was in French. Governor-General Edward Schreier was booed tonight when he spoke in English at the opening of the Quebec Winter Carnival. That incident was just part of a busy day for Schreier, 
a day that finally included a meeting with Premier Rennie Levesque. Jason Moskowitz reports. Rennie Levesque's first words in greeting the Governor-General, how elegant. The Governor-General replied, what's happening? Levesque told him things were pretty quiet. That is, apart from the Quebec Winter Carnival and the bus driver's strike in Quebec City, which isn't helping matters. A half-hour meeting had been scheduled, and apparently no one saw any reason to extend it, because in a half-hour flat, the Governor-General was on his way, telling reporters he had accepted an invitation to visit the James Bay Project next May or June. Of course, the Governor-General had also accepted an invitation to this year's Winter Carnival, and late this afternoon, he took part in a warm-up session. For Edward Schreier, a carnival hat, a carnival scarf, and a carnival sash. For Lily Schreier, a hug and a kiss from Banam Carnaval. Two hours later, the Governor-General opened the 25th annual Quebec Winter Carnival. He had the stage all to himself. Apparently, Quebec government people refused to take part. Schreier was politely received by the crowd, and the night would have gone without incident had the Governor-General not decided to finish his opening little speech in English, Quebec's unofficial language. By this point, the carnival was costing $1.8 million to put on, and organizers were pushing businesses to donate to help cover the costs. Warm weather that year wasn't helping either, making it hard to keep the ice palace from melting. There were some debates whether or not the carnival would even happen in 1980, and government officials debated staging the event every two years instead. But it would continue on annually, and still does to this day. Carnival President Jacques Paradis would state tourism revenue, not folklore, is what counted, amid government pressure for cultural consistency. He would say, quote, If Florida can sell its sun, sand, and beautiful girls in bikinis, we can sell our snow. End quote. By 1986, the carnival cost $2.5 million to put on with 2,000 volunteers helping to keep everything running. This was a huge rise from the $40,000 that the 1955 carnival cost, even adjusted for 1986 funds. One year later, 500,000 people came out to the festival thanks to its pairing with Rendezvous 87, a celebration of sports and culture with hockey players from Canada, the Soviet Union, and the United States coming to the city. In that year, Good Morning America would also broadcast from the carnival to 10 million Americans. Host David Hartman would state on the air, quote, These people sure know how to have fun in the cold and the snow, end quote. As the carnival progressed into the 1990s, it began to develop a party atmosphere that kept some families away. Some saw it as one long drinking party, and the partying image of the festival caused attendance to fall, reaching 300,000 by the mid-1990s. In 1995, the carnival had a record deficit, and there were many incidents of violence, including one man who lost his eye after being hit by an icy snowball. Even Bonhomme wasn't safe. In the 1994 carnival, people threw ice and bottles at the symbol of the festival. One year later, the producers of the porn film Quebec Sexy Girls attempted to make a movie featuring Bonhomme, and this was prevented with a court injunction from the festival. Denis Riem, the general manager of the festival, would say, Bonhomme has an international reputation, and it's evident that a movie like that would have negative consequences for the carnival. We don't want anything to do with them. The Quebec Winter Carnival opened last weekend in, um, of course, Quebec City. 
But not everyone is happy. Two months before the carnival was to open, the new provincial government, Parti Québécois, threatened, for economic and philosophic reasons, to cut back their contribution to the carnival by 50%. They finally settled on cutting the budget by some $75,000. With us now on the phone from Quebec City is the new Minister of Tourism, Yves Dem. Max? What kind of things, uh, Monsieur Duhem, are the people of Quebec themselves saying uh, are wrong with the carnival? What don't they like about it now? Uh, I guess there is too much booze. <laughs> too much booze. I was wondering if it if it had turned into a kind of a big drunk. Well, I mean, this this uh, kind of party we've we've been trying uh, to stop it, and uh, I know that this year the carnival uh, organization make a very uh, clear point at the very beginning and uh, have fun, but uh, just count your drinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't like to see Quebec City uh, full of people all drunk for uh, five or six days. I mean, this is all stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we uh, we don't want to have the uh, same events that have happened in Quebec City two or three years ago or even last year. What, uh, what, was that, what is that you're talking about? Well, I mean, the bunch of people coming down here and Quebec City, whether they be from Montreal, from Quebec, from U.S., from Ontario, from I don't know where. Yes. And, uh, I mean, uh, feeling uh, that they are on a big part in Quebec City, like if they, was, uh, they were living in the jungle for a few days. By 1999, officials were cracking down on excessive partying, and organizers were trying to give it a more family-friendly atmosphere. That year, the organizers also invested $7 million in advertising in the United States, and the carnival saw its attendance increase, rising to 350,000. Danielle Gagnon of the Tourism Board would stay, quote, Without the change of course and image, we could not have attracted so many people here for the carnival, end quote. For the 50th anniversary of the carnival, future Prime Minister Stephen Harper would come out to the carnival to drum up support for his leadership run. Five years later, he was at the carnival, this time as Prime Minister, where he was met with booze at the opening ceremony. Harper was saying that he was going to be meeting with President Barack Obama soon, but that, quote, the most important meeting is with Bonhomme, end quote. The Winter Carnival today is made up of many events, including a masquerade ball at the Grand Ballroom of the Chateau Frontenac, outdoor sporting events such as hockey, snowshoes, dog sledding, as well as free public banquets and snow sculpture contests on the Plains of Abraham. It's also a tradition to drink caribou, which is a hot, alcoholic French-Canadian beverage composed of a spirit such as rye whiskey, maple syrup, and red wine. The drink is carried around the festival by visitors in plastic walking canes. And according to legend, caribou comes from a drink that consisted of caribou blood and whiskey, which was consumed by hunters and loggers centuries ago to keep the cold at bay when working. Of course, the drink is 48 proof, and each year a couple dozen people end up in police cells to sleep off the potent drink. One thing that has returned is the duchesses, but it's not the same as before. Men can apply to be duchesses now, and an entrepreneurial contest is now held. Applicants have to submit proposals for projects relating to selling the most carnival candles, and the only restriction on becoming a duchess is the applicant has to be no more than 35 years old. The carnival is still going strong, and prior to the COVID-19 pandemic, over 1 million people were coming out for the festivities. For organizers, the most recent 2021 carnival required some special planning. Melanie Raymond, the Winter Carnival CEO, would say, It's like finding something new, rethinking our carnival. 
we had to give up all the activities that gather a lot of the people at the same place, the activities which would provoke a lineup, end quote. There would be no parade or ice palace in the 2021 version, and many festivities would be held online through the Carnival's YouTube channel. I hope you enjoyed that episode and my look at the Quebec Winter Carnival. If you did, please leave a rating and review. Next week, we're looking at the Indigenous leader, Joe Capilano. If you like, you can email me at craig at canadaehx.com. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is Craig Baird, C-R-A-I-G-B-A-I-R-D, and I'm on Instagram at Bairdo37. As well, again, if you want to support the podcast, you can for as little as $3 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash canadaehx. And you can donate to the podcast by going to canadaehx.com and clicking donate. I'd also like to thank all of my wonderful patrons, and I apologize if I get any names incorrect. Michael Matthews, Joanna Parker, Jeff Dahl, Vobs, Robert Page, Richard D., Colin Johnson, Katie Caldwell, Jeff Hershey, Kyle Murray, Steve Pakin, Matthew Gartho, Lionel Romaine, Dr. Bob Turner, an anonymous patron that I truly do appreciate, Randy Hayden, Doug Campbell, Reg W., Deborah Carlson, Francis Helbling, Nick Zinri, Shannon Marshall, Clinton Martinez, Dimitri Shove, Aaron O'Hara Myers, Robert Dunseith, Todd Casey, Catherine Roy, Luke S., J.P. Bear, Jason Hall, Phil Maynard, and Iris Gray. Information from carnival.qc.ca, Canadian Encyclopedia, The Culture Trip, Wikipedia, Montreal Star, Montreal Gazette, McLean's, The Sioux Star, The Windsor Star, Owen Sound Sun-Times, National Post, Victoria Times Colonists, Ottawa Citizen, and The Regina Leader Post. Thanks, and we'll see you again next time.